Hello and welcome everyone to KSQD Santa Cruz at 90.7 FM. I'm Patrick Hart and you're listening to our show, What To Be, where we interview inspiring people and highlight their careers. What To Be is a program provided by Your Future Is Our Business, a Santa Cruz County nonprofit that helps students explore careers through programs such as college and career expos, panels, and other work-based learning activities. Please note that the views and opinions expressed in this program do not necessarily represent or reflect those of Natural Bridges Media or Your Future Is Our Business. The information provided during this program does not reflect its career in its entirety. And today I have the pleasure to speak to Tom Hart, who is the VP of Facilities and Planning Development with Sutter Health. Hi, Tom. Good morning. Hey, thank you very much for taking the time to help do this interview. I really appreciate it. Tom, do you mind explaining your career journey for us? Sure. The last 30 or so years, I worked for uh, Sutter Health in Santa Cruz. And prior to that, I was with the Santa Cruz Medical Clinic. And then prior to that, it would have been with uh, Dominican Hospital. So from 1976 to 19, or to 2017 is the span of my career. My last, say, 10 years or so, with the uh, Palo Alto Medical Foundation, which is part of the family of Sutter Health. I worked primarily with medical office remodeling and uh, building. And if you're from Santa Cruz, there are offices going from Santa Cruz down to Watsonville, and there's probably 20 or so, some as small as 800 or 1,000 square feet, and others, close to 60,000 square feet. Each one is a unique set of circumstances given the different planning and permitting jurisdictions. And as an example, say for the West Side project that's on mission, uh, I believe that was finished in uh, 2013 or 14. And that involved uh, finding the site on the West Side that could accommodate a 20,000 square foot building. And the west side of Santa Cruz is very difficult. It's comprised of many small lots with different owners. So we were fortunate to work with the Zambales family and there's a long-term ground lease there. And that building took quite a while to get permits and uh, financing and uh, it's now fully occupied. And from what I understand, serving the needs of the West Side residents by bringing more family medicine, internal medicine, and pediatrics to those uh, residents. That's just one example. Yeah, it's a it's a really big facility, like you were saying, twenty thousand square feet, and I can imagine that that definitely took a lot of planning and getting all those permits approved to to fit it there. But that's great to have that on that end of town and. On Main Street in Watsonville, is there a Sutter there or is that a different, like a newer facility there? The uh, one in Watsonville is on Green Valley Road. Okay. And that facility uh, opened in 1994, I believe, and then was recently remodeled. And since I've retired, I'm I'm kind of uh, losing contact with folks and and years, but it it would have been maybe uh, 2000. 13 or 14 as well. We, we were doing a lot of remodeling to create a more patient-focused environment as well as address the accessibility requirements. 
many of the offices when they were constructed were built to at that point in time accessibility standards over the years they change and they get more stringent and as a healthcare facility it's important that those facilities are completely accessible and so we would take an office do some interior upgrades address the accessibility as well as make it more efficient for the providers and staff so that patients can have a better access, quicker appointments, that type of thing. Yeah, that's all very important. And going back to the Santa Cruz, the surgery center, I'm trying to remember what was, what was even there before. Well, the story on that is, is probably longer than the half hour we have. <laughs> the property was acquired probably in the late or mid eighties by the Santa Cruz auto dealers. Hmm. And they were trying to create an auto mall and consolidate a, a number of different brands there. And the selling point to the county would have been obviously the sales tax for a number of reasons. And uh, I'm sure it had to do with politics and traffic and everything else. Those plans fell apart and the dealers wanted to get their money back. So my immediate boss, whose name was Wayne boss, just coincidentally, hmm. uh, we came up with the idea of creating a medical campus at that site. So acquiring the two or three acres was critical for that, for the hospital. And uh, prior to building the hospital, the medical offices across the street needed to be constructed. And those were surgical specialists. Those uh, particular offices were somewhat complex due to oh, some bankruptcy and a lot of lien holds. It was a pretty complex transaction. And uh, that, was, that office was completed in 1993, I believe. The project for the Sutter Maternity and Surgery Center started in probably 1992. Uh, 1994, the County Board of Supervisors uh, issued a use permit for that site, very complicated and controversial at the time. And then it took about uh, a year to develop the plans and permits, and then about a year to construct. So that opened in March of 1996. Okay. And it's, it's pretty nice inside. I've only visited there a few times, but it, it doesn't feel like a surgery center when you come in. It kind of feels like a, like a hotel sort of, like that yeah, lobby area. One of the design features we were uh, trying to achieve at that site was something not like Dominican. Uh, prior, as I mentioned earlier, prior to working for Sutter in the Santa Cruz Medical Clinic. I worked at Dominican Hospital and Dominican is a great hospital, but it's kind of cold. It's, it's that concrete facade on the outside. The patient rooms are small, mm -hmm. the corridors are long and not well presented with natural lighting. So prior to coming up with the concept, Wayne and I went on a road trip down to Grossmont Hospital in Southern California, I think it's outside of San Diego. And at that particular time, and granted this was 1992, it was a cutting edge 
maternity service there. And we gleaned some observations from that. And then we also visited a, a surgery center in Fresno that was also at that time cutting edge in terms of uh, the natural lighting, the wide hallways, the natural look. And um, those features were then programmed into the maternity and surgery center. So a patient experience is one that would be quite different than most acute care hospitals that you would go to. Besides the natural lighting and the wide hallways, there's no overhead paging. And that is something that when uh, we collaborated with Sutter Health on the design of this, you, you listen to patient surveys and what patients object to would be the noise coming from overhead paging, the noise coming from the nursing stations and, and that type of uh, environment distracts from their, their care and recovery. Those, those were the key drivers in, in uh, the physical layout of the place and having all private rooms very spacious with a private bathroom was also important. It seems like you guys did a great job with the design. And yeah, I could see how the overhead paging might add some anxiety to, to patients there. Right. Yeah. It actually won some um, international awards for, for a hospital of that size and, and services. And is it just, congratulations on that. That's nice. Is it just a coincidence that Sutter just happens to be kind of across the street from Dominican? Well, coincidence would be one term to use, but when you, when you look at the practice of medicine from a doctor's perspective, the more time they spend in a car, the less time they can see patients and meet their needs. Mm -hmm. So uh, because the hospital was going to be for uh, surgical specialties primarily in obstetrics, making it close to Dominican was important. And uh, it also turned out that there was two or three acres for sale, as well as the parcel across the street that we were able to develop into medical offices. So back in 1992, I'd say the Santa Cruz Medical Clinic was probably about half or less than half the size it is today. So when you think of the number of physicians that would need to be recruited and housed in offices, it's, it's quite a big undertaking. And uh, like you say, being right up the street from Dominican made a lot of sense for, for that, that reason. Mm -hmm. But it, it serves a different purpose because I think you said that the surgery center performs elective surgeries. And so they're not, you know, they don't have an ER, right? They don't have people coming That's off the right. street that are, that broke their arm maybe. Right. When you, when you look at the demographics in Santa Cruz County, it's, it's relatively small. And uh, for many years, there were two hospitals in North Santa Cruz County. One was uh, Dominican and the other was Santa Cruz Community Hospital. And I believe it was back in 1989, 88 or 89, Dominican acquired AMI Community Hospital, making it a single hospital town. Uh, 
prior to that acquisition, the Santa Cruz Medical Clinic was attempting to find a partner to acquire the uh, Santa Cruz Community Hospital. But for many reasons that didn't happen. And so as a result, it made sense to uh, come up with a, a, a different type of hospital, certainly not one that would be duplicating all the services to run a hospital with, or two hospitals with full-blown emergency rooms and all the services, it would be duplicative and very expensive. And, uh, you know, like I say, Santa Cruz doesn't have, have the population to support that. Does the insurance work out the same for people if someone was going to to like have a child, would like the, the cost be comparable to, to Sutter? My guess is they're probably pretty close. I mean, ins- insurance companies uh, negotiate with healthcare systems on what the, the a delivery charge or an average daily stay would run, uh, whether it's a, a flat fee or a percentage of charges. It's, it's really uh, all over the map. Okay. For those who are just tuning in, you're listening to the What To Be Show on KSQD Santa Cruz 90.7 FM. I'm Patrick Hart and I'm speaking with Tom Hart, who is the VP of Facilities Planning and Development with Sutter Health. Tom, do you mind telling us about some of your education background? Uh, Sure. Thanks. Uh, I have a bachelor's degree from University of Michigan and then an MBA from Santa Clara. Okay. And were the degrees in line with, did you kind of know a direction of where you wanted your career to take you? Uh, not really. It's always an amazing journey how things fall into place. Uh, I was in Detroit where I grew up and I would gotten my degree from University of Michigan and I had started getting a master's degree at uh, Wayne State and a relative of mine uh, was at Dominican Hospital and suggested I apply for a position as an administrative aide. And at that particular time in Detroit, and this would have been in 1975 or six, the uh, automobile industry was not doing well. There were a number of oil embargoes going on. It was uh, inflation. There was all kinds of turmoil and an opportunity to move to California and take a job seemed like a, a good risk and I'm, I'm forever grateful of that opportunity. I interviewed with uh, Wayne Boss and he took a risk and hired me and I can't emphasize enough the importance of having someone be a mentor and without Wayne's mentorship I never would have succeeded in in that that position and over time I was uh, able to be promoted into other operational responsibilities and uh, have the opportunity to work on many projects at Dominican Hospital that I'm very pleased with. Some of the more prominent ones would have been uh, Dominican Oaks. I was the project manager, so to speak, for uh, putting that project together with uh, Jack Baskin. He was uh, a volunteer board member at at Dominican at the time, and Al Castagnola and a few other, uh, the the Dibdals. 
And uh, these are all prominent Santa Cruz residents, very much aligned with uh, Dominican Hospital. And uh, I'm sure most people know of Dominican Oaks. It's a 200 and some unit uh, congregate care facility that is uh, it, that opened in 19, uh, boy, I think in the early 80s, something like that. So that was a very complex deal, required general plan amendment, acquiring uh, easements from PG&E and designing and, and building that large structure at the time that was, that was huge. Uh, also at Dominican, I was responsible for putting in the helipad, which provided residents that are in need of uh, tertiary care, a much better transport than by ambulance. The Dominican MRI Center, I was able to work with the radiology medical group and the business manager there, Kevin Kelly, on putting that together. Also able to work with Gay Cornell, who was the emergency room uh, nurse manager, uh, the paramedic program that was uh, pioneered initially with the Aptos the Silva Fire Department, and now it's gone countywide. Those are some of the highlights from yeah, that, that's... my position at Dominican. I got more into the construction side of it with the main bed addition and a few of the large remodel projects before leaving Dominican and then going to um, the Santa Cruz Medical Clinic, and that was in 87. And uh, as I mentioned, there are 22 offices or something like that now in, in the Palo Alto Medical Foundation Santa Cruz. And at the time, there was just the two, uh, the main clinic on Soquel and Capitola. And then the second one was in uh, Scotts Valley. So from, from that point in 1987 or so, to when I completed uh, my career in, in uh, 2017, it went from two to 22 or something like that. It was quite yeah, a big jump. A big jump. And I miss 50, 50 some doctors to over 200 and some doctors. Wow. Am I mistaken that did Santa Cruz Medical Group become Palo Alto Medical Group? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's really cool. My, I have a, one of my best friend's brother, who's not much older than me, uh, over the past couple of years became a, a doctor and is with PAMF. And it's great having someone I know personally being my prim my primary care doctor. Right. And, yeah, it's really nice. And going back just a little bit, you were talking about the old Santa Cruz Hospital. I know that there was one on Frederick Street. Is that where that one was? Right. That, that was the AMI. AMI was a for-profit chain that had acquired... The hospital from its founder, uh, Sunday, was the owner of that. And being a non-religious hospital, that facility performed uh, tubal ligations, which is a form of birth control for, for women who, after having a certain number of kids, may decide they, they are no longer uh, wanting to, to get pregnant and have, have more, more kids. So uh, when AMI was acquired, or when Santa Cruz uh, Community Hospital was acquired by Dominican in 89, that, that choice for women went away because Dominican is a Catholic hospital and uh, those procedures are not allowed there. Hmm. So um, 
it was quite a, an important step for women's rights and the right to choose. And uh, that, that was a, a, a critical service to offer at the Southern Maternity and Center. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of uh, residents were grateful to have that, to have that option here in, in our community. And do you want to talk a little bit about kind of what you know, like your day-to-day work looked like? Well, uh, most of the days had a certain cadence scheduled to them. If we were putting a project together, it was important to be able to meet with the clinicians and get their input on design features, layouts, how the patient flow should go from the moment the patient parks the car, how do they enter, how do they get into the uh, clinical space, what services do they need, and then the discharge process and uh, minimizing the steps that the patient takes and the time it takes and making everything flow uh, is, a, is a, a challenge. And many of the offices that we had were buildings that were already constructed. So you were remodeling with a fixed footprint. Or for example, for the West Side office, even though that was a new building and we thought we would have more latitude in arranging the, uh, the length and width of the overall footprint, the city of Santa Cruz had a... Uh, Mission Street plan that required so much of the space be a frontage. And as a result, that dictated the building be rectangular. So all these things make it very challenging to, uh, from the facility planning side, and then working with the clinicians. So in the morning, we would be uh, preparing for meetings. And most of the meetings would either be at lunchtime when doctors are finished with their morning schedule. They may have an hour, hour and a half break that they can allow us to take of their time. And then they go back and see patients in the afternoon. Some meetings were in the evening because they weren't available during the day. So you had to um, get everything organized. At the time, we were more later in the project, we were able to use go-to meetings or WebEx meetings, which are now obviously even more uh, sophisticated and improved with Zoom features. So all those things make it, make it uh, a challenge. The architects that we worked with were either from uh, Monterey or uh, Sacramento. So having them stay in their offices made them more productive and we could get more work done from time to time they would come to santa cruz to our offices and we would uh, we would schedule as many meetings as possible with physicians and and the staff to design the space okay so it sounds like you're involved in most in most all aspects of the hospital well yeah and the hospital, though, was just one facility, and that was back in 96. So all the other projects were medical offices, which are not licensed facilities. They're just a regular medical office. Oh, okay. But still very involved with, with all of it. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. That's great. The, uh, there's so much that goes into a, an office from the flow, from the, the interior selection for the feel that you're trying to create for the patient, 
and make it a welcoming experience. When patients come to see the doctor, they're anxious, they may have a serious illness or, or an injury, or it might be a loved one or a family member they're bringing. So you, you really try to make this feel professional, comfortable, and uh, set them at ease. So selecting colors and furniture, all those features are, are important. Yeah. And then on and the clinical side, you, you still have to deal with making, making sure you comply with accessibility requirements and heating and ventilation, all, all those factors. It's quite expensive yeah. to put together a medical office building. I bet. Thank you for sharing that. Tom, what advice or resources can you give to students who are interested in pursuing a career in line with what you've done, being involved with facilities and planning? Well, um, that's a good question. Once a, a, an area in looking at Santa Cruz is mature, the, the opportunities for new construction is pretty minimal because you've already invested so much and you now have the square footage and the facility space to, to meet the needs of the patients and the physicians and staff. At the time that I was uh, working for Sutter and Palo Alto Medical Foundation, many physicians that were solo practitioners in the community were, were retiring or leaving. And so it, and it's probably true throughout all of California and most states as well. If a physician comes out of uh, practice, there's unlikely the opportunity or the desire to set up their own private office. It's too expensive. They've got medical debt. And by aligning themselves with large groups, it allows them to practice medicine, which they went to school for, and then they don't have to worry about running a business and incurring more debt. So um, it's not to say there isn't a need for this type of work. It's just that it's not, it's probably not as uh, much of a demand going forward. The other thing that's changing is technology. So my, my advice to anyone wanting to get into uh, facility construction and all that would be to uh, their programs at Cal Poly. And I think at uh, Chico and others that, construction management, the opportunity to not only do medical space, but also uh, general office space and specialty space, that type of construction is going to be ongoing just given the nature of how technology changes. That makes sense. What advice can you give to someone who is unsure about their career path? Well, that's a really, that's a tough question. Depending on if they have no clue obviously continuing with general education and, and trying to do some career planning and coaching from, from the opportunities that the university or the college provide. Doing volunteer work is also a way to uh, put your foot in there and, and see, is this something that you want to do? I have uh, a niece who wanted uh, to do something in medicine, didn't quite know for sure. So uh, she uh, volunteered at a physical therapy office and worked as a, a, a non-licensed aide 
you know, rooming patients and giving, giving things as directed by the licensed uh, and certified physical therapist. She liked it so much. She completed her college education and, and then got a, a, her physical therapy doctorate from Northwestern. And she's doing extremely well, loves, loves the work and uh, is in Vail, which if, if you could be a physical therapist practicing <laughs> Vail, you're, you're in, you're in a, a great community. There's more orthopedic injuries and excellent surgeons there probably in any place in the United States. So um, volunteer, see if it's what you like. And if, if it's there, follow your passion and uh, complete your education and then go for it. Awesome. Thank you so much, Tom, for all the work you've done personally and all the work that you're doing with the Rotary Club. It, from everything that I've heard, you guys are doing a lot of great work out there and making our community and the world, you know, we're better for it. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Patrick. Yeah. And thanks again for taking the time to help do this interview today. Very grateful. And thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to today's career story with me, Patrick Hart, on our show, What to Be, with today's guest, Tom Hart, who's the VP of Facilities, Planning, and Development with Sutter Health. If you've enjoyed our show and would like to share your career story with us, please send us an email at whattoberadio at gmail.com. If you've enjoyed our show, please join us again at 90.7 FM KSQD Santa Cruz at 7 p.m. on Sundays and streaming online at ksqd.org or you can find us on major podcast streaming platforms like Spotify. And please visit our website at yfiob.org for more information about your future as our business. Thank you very much and see you next time.